0: You are listening to An Awakening Podcast. This is an adult conversation about local, worldly and otherworldly topics. Be prepared, there is some swearing in the podcast. Well, firstly, please, if you know me at all, and I've been told to have this sort of Belfast accent. I don't see it at all, but if you know me, please don't be posting my name up on Bloody Lane, okay? Just let's go with this. Let's do this. So, welcome to An Awakening. And the whole point of this podcast is basically for to have a bit of adult discussion now and again. You know, let's talk about things like fucking adults instead of being like kids. were like, I don't know about you, but... I meet people and we're like 98, percent the same thoughts, the same way, everything. But then you just disagree with one me thing and you're Hitler. Well, no, we're not. This is a place for, open a space up for discussion, adult conversation. And let's, you know, <laughs> all these people that just want to fight and argue and call names. No, adult discussion. And let's get on with it. The thing is, I want people out there to suggest subjects to me. What interests you? Things that interest me is like alternative healing. We'll be getting people on talking about different experiences with different types of alternative healing. Or for cancer, for, you know, for depression, for different things. we have a few people lined up to talk about the corruption in Northern Ireland. We're going to be talking about police corruption, judiciary. We're going to be talking about NAMA and decades like Ian Paisley Jr. who think he can do whatever the fuck you like. We'll be talking about the cabal in general, the big picture. Let's talk about the Masonics' influence in Northern Ireland. Wouldn't that be interesting? We'll talk about the Irish language. Now, I'm a proud right, from Belfast, but I love the Irish language. You know, and to see people, you know, cutting it down, hey, Jesus, what are you on? You know, it was Protestants, it was actually Presbyterians that kept Irish language going in this country. You know, come on, let's have a discussion about this. I'm hoping to invite the likes of Linda Irvine over, if possible, get, She's a lovely woman and Marie, and different people in my life who, Protestants, who have actually enjoy the Irish language. You know, I get great love from hearing my friends singing in Irish, a friend from Donegal, and to me, it's one of the most beautiful languages in the world, with Sanskrit and Punjabi. And all I'm going to talk about is improving services around Belfast. It's shocking. You know, mental health issues, you know, any sort of, any sort of help at all for children in need, or like children with, with issues with autism and all. Let's talk about it openly. And let's just have... But the thing about this, let's have a bloody good laugh. Take a piss out of each other. Take a piss out of ourselves, more importantly. And just get on with it and have a laugh. I'm going to talk about my journey with um, various plants. Eight years ago, I was I was so miserable I just wanted to neck myself. I didn't see any way out. But over the last eight years, I've gone through, oh, I've done about 45, 50 ayahuasca ceremonies. And I know I'm going to be talking about, about things that you don't know about, but hopefully this will broaden your mind, give you an interest. I took uh, Moscow once and I knew after I took it, i never gone and like myself. And that was important to <laughs> me. I'm a family. You know, and I'll talk about the different journey with different plants, different medicines, different things that have helped me. I'm not saying it for everybody, but there is help out there. In the first few of going out, you know, we'll be talking to different people. That's my wee dog, Barney, you hear rattling about there. Sit down, good boy, good boy, sit. Good boy, uh, a boy, Later. You'll be getting to know Barney too. He's always fiddling about, as long as he isn't farting. To me, mental health issues and all, you know, are very underfunded, you know, and, you know, young people are in trouble now. And maybe this if it helps one person, I'm happy. That's enough, job done, I'm happy. But well, first, we'll be talking about is my journey with ayahuasca. When I, when I first heard of it, uh, it was a guy called Bruce Perry he was doing a thing called uh, Tribe. And then after that, I heard Sting talking about it. And the misconception about it is that I thought I'm going to be surrounded by real weirdos here. But I've done ayahuasca with doctors and solicitors and reporters and uh, business people. All people from all walks of life, not just hippies, you know. Although I'm a, I'd say I'm an a happy. <laughs> I'm glad I like that title, but, you know, it, it's not just one section of of the community at all, it's right across the board. I've met beautiful, come as a surgeon for many years, and, you know, I've met millionaires, and people are having day or all sorts. And uh, the misconceptions about it is that you're going there to enjoy yourself, Oh, no, you're bloody nut. But I'll go into more detail when I'm talking about that. And uh, yeah, and we'll be talking about all sorts of different plants and different things I've tried. And um, we'll be inviting people on to maybe tell their story on different things. And there's things I haven't tried, you know, I haven't tried different cacti, which are meant to be very healing. Um, although I will be doing that hopefully soon, and um, I'll do a report on that. Once you take ayahuasca, the, the things like the church, you know, the royals, people of so-called importance, that all falls away and you see it what, for what it is and it's absolutely bullshit. You know, the only thing that's important in this world is you. Not some big chase telling you what to do, but you leading your life the way you want to lead it, in peace and harmony with the planet. And... They don't want that, because they're not going to be able to pollute the way they do. They're not going to be able to make the money the way they do. They're not going to be able to keep that sense of power over you. You know, that's why they killed so many people, to try and hide this over the years, you know, in South America, North America, the Aborigines, you know. And you, know, what, what we're talking about that and going into detail, uh, you know, of each, of each people and what they used, you know. North America, it was the Pio Cacti and the San Pedro c- Cacti. In uh, South America, it was Ayahuasca and the Aborigines. It was our dream time. They had to kill that, had to get rid of that. It you know, killed 40 million Aborigines, 100 million North American Indians and over 100 million South American Indians to try and keep us away because power structures fall apart when you see through it and it's all bullshit. Nobody's going to bow these people anymore, and they can't have that. So they'll use everything they have to keep it away from you. Dimethyltryptamine DMT DMT is produced with your pineal gland. You get a few rushes of it in life. 38 weeks gestation, that's when you get your sex. That's why men are born with nipples, because up until that stage you don't have a sex. When you get your rush of DMT, that gives you your sex. The next time you get DMT is the day you're born to help you come into this new environment. And the next time you get it, it's the day you die. It's to carry you through to your next journey. You will get wee touches of DMT through life. That's where deja vu comes through in these wee moments of what the hell was that? We all get them, you know. I I've I watched documentaries. was a great one called The Spread Molecule, which is... Made by doctors, it wasn't hippies. It was uh, Doctor Rex Dreisman and his team put up and they done laboratory controlled experiments on dimethyltryptamine. They've known about oh everybody's known about dimethyltryptamines for thousands of years. That's what the bird's heart represents. That's what uh, it's pineal gland because when it's inside your brain, I've actually met a surgeon <laughs> at now ceremony. He explained to me that when he actually opened up a pineal gland, had a look at it. And it just looks like a small pine cone. That's why you see these ancient uh, pictures of Sumerians and different people, on uh, And they always have a pine cone in their hand. That's a representation of what it is. There's a pineal gardens in the Vatican, and it's all big pine cones. You know, they've no known about this, but they have to keep you away from it. Because once you experience it, it's life-changing. I'd heard about DMT, and would to listen to different people, but I'd never actually met anybody who'd taken it until I took it. And uh, I sat down. I took one puff of this white powder and a pipe and my life changed. It was just the most beautiful, wonderful experience I've ever had. I've experienced and seen... First of all you see the colours, you'll see colours that you've never seen before. I know it sounds nuts, but when you look at them light spectrum, light spectrum's like say from arm to arm that's the light spectrum, we see one ten billionth of so that. that one wee tiny bit in the middle. A bird sees more than on one side than we do, and bees see more the other side than we do. You know. And what people don't realise is that we're living in Plato's cave. And Plato's Caves basically what they did was in Plato's cave was they got two or three young boys and what they did was from were babies they tied them up in chains facing a wall and they had blinkers on them so they couldn't see behind them and all they could see was a wall their whole life and their food appeared in, their, in the ground before their chains were released they could crawl down it, their food they were back up the wall that's all they ever seen and then there was a fire lit behind them, so on the wall they seen shadows of the fire, and shadows of themselves in the wall, and people would have walked by quietly behind them, and they would have seen their shadows, and that was their whole life, and that was my life until I took the ante, because one of the boys, when he became a young man, escaped from Plato's cave and he got outside, and he seen the world, he seen the sky, and he seen animals and we dogs and birds. And women, and other man, and he nearly shut himself, yeah, holy fuck. And he get back in to tell his mates, and he says, Outside, I want to see it, it's fucking suddenly beautiful. So they killed him. They thought he went nuts. But that's what DMT's like. Because when you come back from a DMT trip and you look round you, this is Plato's cave. This is like black and white TV in the 60s, compared to DMT. Terence McKenna, he says... He says, imagine you'd been on mushrooms and acid all your life and you'd taken all these trips and you'd done everything, experienced all sorts. He says, a DMT trip is like on every acid trip and every mushroom trip you've ever had, multiplying them all together by a million times and you're still not close. And he's right. I've seen people have lost in my life and I've came in contact with them in DMT. And I know people are going to think, I'll give up your number. I don't give a fuck, what they think? Try it and then tell me what you think. To me, it was one of the biggest experiences I've ever had. And the beauty of it, and the love you feel, is unbelievable. And there's entities, and there's, I don't know what they are, to be honest, we have them. But I just have had the most beautiful experiences with it. That's such a simple thing. It only lasts six, ten minutes. Of because your body produces it naturally... It eats it up very quick. So, you know, there's no hangover, there's no calm down. You can get on your motorbike 10 minutes after you take it and ride home. And, uh, yeah, that I, I was a, some of the greatest experiences I've ever had, this DMT. I had a few scary ones too, you know. But the scary ones is easy. You just blow the love out them, they shit themselves. And, uh yeah. DMT is just one of the most remarkable substances I've ever experienced. Magic Mushrooms. Um, There's different types of magic mushrooms. You know, there's dozens all over the world. You know, the most amazing one, I suppose, is animated Muscaria, which people know as the big red jobbies with the white dots that they, you see gnomes sitting on and your toes going, you're going to die and look at it. A lot of balls. That is about the hardest one of them all. Yeah, it is. You know, it, it's um, it's a big journey. You take Anamita Muscaria, or Fly Agaric, as it's known. Twelve hours, you're gone. You know, you're really gone. It was actually used by the Vikings, uh, the berserkers, which is the elite guard of the king, the Vikings, and always the first in the beach. Because it, it's very toxic and it, it makes you... You're very sick when you go. You have a lot of shits. So one of the, the berserkers would have taken the Anamita scuria Then he pissed into a, a flagon or whatever it had then. And haunted the next one. He drank it. Well, and then he pissed in then it just was haunted down the line. Everybody pissed in there and haunted the next man. But the first guy, he took all the poison so he didn't have to go into battle. It was also made more famous by the Sami tribe in uh, Finland and the Sami's their shaman came on the 25th of December and he came dressed in red and white outfit and when he collected the Mila Muscaria's, they weigh a ton, they're they're very wet, I don't know if you, when's the kid I used to run and take them a good boot, you know. I couldn't get the weight them because they were full of water. So, what he did was he hung them up in the pine trees. That's where Christmas decorations come from. But he used to send the children in under the pine trees looking for them coming out of the ground. They look like eggs. And some of them are red and some are golden. That's where golden egg come from. You know, that's where egg hunts come from. When they saw a uh, shaman went up to the it was yurts that these people lived in, uh, on the 25th of December, the, you didn't get in the door. You had to climb up the yurt and climb down the smoke hole. That's where Santa comes in. That's when the locals collected themselves, they hung them up in stockings above their stockings, above the fire. That's where your Christmas stocking comes from. You could go on. on. It's a Samai tribe <laughs> that, that all this all came from. But they used them. And the, the shaman would have taken the mushrooms and then he would a pissed in the cup or whatever and hand it the head of the household. He done the same, pissed in to hand their wife, and then the kids get it, and then they're all having a jolly old time. And what it does is, it connects you with everything in the universe. It connects you with the trees, the birds, the drops of water. It connects you to everything. And it can be very, very beautiful, but it can also be very brutal in a way, because it shows up your flaws. It lets you see... What a complete fucking half. Well, you are half a time. And, you know, it lets you see your mistakes and where you're going wrong and you're thinking. It's about the heavy dirtiest one of them all. Um, it has a different chemical composition than the other one, the psilocybin ones. It's more a masculine type thing. It's, um, yeah, not for the faint hearted. You go on the ordinary magic mushrooms, you get a, ve- a vast range of them. We've got our other wee, our wee Liberty Caps here that grow in Ireland, you know. But then you've got other ones now you can get from all around the world, from Mexico. you get got beautiful ones like Golden Teacher here. will give it a lot of visuals, and it's, it's amazing. And then you get three, like Moby deck, which is a deeper thing. And you get ones that can't be in a because look like big decks. And all sorts of different mushrooms all around the world. And all the local People have been taking them for thousands of years. You know, this is part of us. You've got this this theory now, the stone monkey theory that the reckon the through evolution, we were up in the trees. There's no mushrooms up fucking trees, and it was only when apes actually went down onto the plains and started going about and hooking and then the fuck what's this? And then they get off our trees and uh, on the uh, mushrooms, and the raccoon. That, that was actually part of our switching on to what we are now it's just it's called the stone dip. there you look it up uh terence mckenna is a great um great mom for that and the mushrooms you know they've been used right for they're actually using them all around the world now in relation to ptsd uh, and different ailments mental you know people with mental health issues you know and i found a great success amazing success Um, I know quite a few people myself who have taken uh, mushrooms for all sorts of different, you know, depression and stuff. And fucking magic. (laughs) it's not just a name. There's a couple of warnings for mushrooms, you know. Don't take them in a party atmosphere. You're not made for that. This is like a religious sacrament in a way. You know, or a a sacrament of some description. Fuck religion. But, you know, it's... um, it's not to be taking them light It's not to be taking them parties, actinobolics. The uh, I've seen guys taking them in fucking ac concerts and all. For God's sake, the best way to take mushrooms is on your own. And if you're gonna take them, don't mess about. Get yourself five grams dried, put them in a, wee, a wee glass, double orange juice, and knack it. Life changing experience. The worst thing's gonna happen. You're gonna have a fucking great experience. Yeah, I don't. You know, some people maybe throw up or something. You know. But so, you know, he cursed. You know. What happened was that it was really taken off, and we were using it a lot with Vietnam vets and all. But then it was like a Nixon, you know, a lunatic uh, that really stopped all the, all the stuff on you know, experiments, you know. And we uh, were doing experiments then with, with LSD, with DMT, with okay, mushrooms, all sorts of things. But Nixon, on the orders of his masters who, who owned the pharmaceutical companies, he had to hit that in the head, and it's been castigated ever since. But now it's starting to get a lot of uh, a lot of purchase uh, on different venues. You know, with psychiatrists are using it. And, you know, with with uh, therapies. One thing about this podcast is, and I want this. You know, we're going to be going into some things, and you know, and it's going to be. We're talking about fucking corruption and horrible shit. But at the same time, it's important for us to try and come up with fucking ideas. You know, and I want you to, you know, be part of it. If you have any ideas where to brighten things up or to help in any anything, anything we talk about, let me know. Get in touch. If you want to come on and, have, well, as me and you, will sit and have a chat. If you've got something to talk about, it doesn't matter what it is. If it's important to you, it's important to other people in, in Belfast, Northern Ireland, the world, whatever. So get in touch. Let's have a chat. It doesn't matter what it's about. Okay.